Hey there, everyone. Welcome to an episode of The Buck Starts Here. I'm here with my favorite credit card editor, Eric Freeman. How's it going, Eric? I'm doing pretty well today. How are all of you out there? They can't They can't answer you, Eric. Yeah, but you know, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> What a what a what a market change from usual. That's okay. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of digging it. <laughs> um, I'm really excited to have you here today because we're gonna be talking about retail cards, which is I feel like almost a universal experience for most American consumers. But before we get started, I'm just gonna read our disclaimer real quick. It goes like this. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast are meant for educational and entertainment purposes only. They are not intended to be used as financial advice. Credit Karma receives compensation from third-party advertisers, but that doesn't affect our opinions on this show. Credit Karma's marketing partners do not review, approve, or endorse this content. So retail cards. What's a retail card, Eric? I think in broad terms, a retail card, we typically call them co-branded retail cards because it's a co-branded partnership because between a store, like, say, uh, Walmart, and a uh, issuer of a credit card, like in Walmart's case, they have a card with Capital One. Um, so basically, the card is processed and issued and handled by a bank, but it carries the branding of a store, and it might give you some kind of discount at the store or some kind of perk. And essentially, the idea is that your loyalty to the store helps you in some way when you take out one of these cards. Yeah. So I think the one of the most common ways that these cards are set up is that when you pay, you get some kind of discount mm-hmm. with a card. So like you get like, I don't know, like 10% off if you open a card with them every time you pay with that with that credit card. Um, I think a lot of times they like try and get you at checkout. You know what I mean? Because they're like, oh, if you open the card today, you get some kind of limited time offer where you get like 30 or 40% off your purchase for today. And then in the future, you get like X amount off. And and that can sound super tempting, especially if you're making like a really big purchase. But the question is, do these kinds of credit cards make sense even? Um, and I think that that's kind of where, where it's worth digging into. I think... Side note, before yep. we get started, the reason that everyone knows about these cards and like, I feel like the reason this this podcast is going to touch so many people is because very often they're offered by stores and they, they make their associates offer them to you as you're checking out. I know that can be annoying, but a lot of times they don't have a choice. <laughs> you know, like the people who work there don't have a choice. Like if they want to keep their job, they have to offer you this credit card. So there's, it's no use getting mad at these individual people. Like you should be nice to them. One, because they're human beings. But two, because their job is really, really hard. <laughs> people yell at people in retail all the time. And it's not fun. Not that I'm speaking from personal experience. <laughs> um, Were you the person being yelled at or the person yelling at them oh my god no i was i was the person being yelled at i used to work at a baskin robbins in college but i had to quit because i got carpal tunnel from scooping ice cream (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) side note that reese's ice cream is really really hard like it's like it's it's i don't even know how to describe doesn't soften no it doesn't like other ones like the like the mint chocolate chip so easy to scoop or the sorbet super easy to scoop but that reese's there's something about it that's just like 
oh my God, I can still feel it in my elbow today. Um, but no, sometimes people would come in and they'd yell at me for no reason, for no reason. And depending on how they yelled at me, I would, I would, I probably wasn't supposed to do this, but I like do things to their ice cream. Like for example, if someone yelled to me, I would, I would serve them the exact scoop weight. So like no more, nor mm-hmm. less. Normally I would give them like a little bit of extra, like, you know, cause like, you know, those little scoops that the, that the comp, the corporation demands are so little, but if someone yelled at me, I would give them the exact amount, just like a little sad ball of ice cream. No more. <laughs> I'm, I'm just imagining you now like having to make like a workplace comp uh a filing and saying that oh yeah i scooped the ice cream too hard (laughs) (laughs) it was honestly it was horrible um the other thing i would do sometimes is if if parents were yelling at their kids um i would give the kid like a little bit extra because i was like you know this is a poor kid anyway um I realized when I said that I, I messed with people's ice cream, it, it could be implied that like I did dirty things to it. No, I, I just followed the rules more strictly. <laughs> Don't come after me, Baskin Robbins. <laughs> I also ate so many waffle cones on that job. I gained 30 pounds working at Baskin Robbins. It was insane. Um, anyway, my point is I've been yelled at a lot. And I know what it's like. And I don't want anyone listening to this show to yell at anyone. Uh, I also have a whole spiel about how I think everyone should work in retail at least once in their lives to really appreciate how terrible it can be. But we'll save that for another day and get back to our main topic, which is retail cards. <laughs> Did you forget? I had almost forgotten. <laughs> I certainly have. Um, uh, so, okay. So retail cards. I think that the main question that I always ask myself whenever I'm thinking about any kind of credit card or personal finance thing is, does this make sense for me? Right. So when you look at retail cards, when you look at any credit cards, I think there's like a few things that you should you should try to consider before you open them is annual fees. Another thing you want to look at is APR. But then there's like some special things about retail credit cards in particular that you want to be aware of. And I think that the first thing I want to talk about is closed versus open loop retail cards. Do you want to kick us off with a definition of what a closed loop credit card is? Yeah. So an open loop credit card, I, I will begin with because I think it's one that people might understand a little bit mm-hmm. better. It's basically like if you got a card from a bank that you can use anywhere, like at any store or uh, to pay a, a bill or that kind of thing. That is an open loop credit card. It It is open. You are allowed to use it with a lot of payment processors. A closed loop credit card is only able to be used at certain places. But like if, if you have a card at a particular store and it doesn't have a payment processor attached to it, like a Visa or an American Express or so on, you might only be able to use that at that store. So you have a credit card, but if it's like, say, a Macy's credit card, you can only use that at Macy's or potentially at other stores that are associated with Macy's. So for instance, like a like a closed-loop credit card at Gap, you can use that at Gap, and I think they allow you to use it at Old 
Navy also. And Banana Republic. Because yeah, because they're all the they're exactly. all the same company. But then you can't use it anywhere else. So like say you run yes. into town and you want to pick up your prescriptions at CVS, can't use your your gap credit card, your closed loop gap credit card there. And I, I think the thing that is interesting is that not all retail cards are this way. So some of them are open loop, some of them are closed loop. Where I think retail cards get tricky is that a lot of places offer an open loop and a closed loop version. And when you apply, you don't necessarily know which one they're going to approve you for. Exactly. So you might apply for like the visa version of the card, which is an open loop card, but tucked into the application terms, they will say something like, uh, by applying for this card, you may also be considered for the closed loop version of the card. And if they don't approve you for the open loop version of the card, they might issue the closed loop version of the card automatically. And you don't have to get that card, but you might end up with something that isn't what you actually Right. And on top of that, you might have a ding to your credit because when you apply for a credit card, the credit issuer a lot of times will check your credit score to see if you're a trustworthy borrower. So you might end up with a lower credit score and an offer for a credit card that can only be used at one store, which doesn't feel great. (laughs) And it's also possible, too, that you say, oh, I applied for a card at this particular place and... I got one, so I'll accept it. But then when you actually receive it, it isn't quite what you expected. Right. And, you know, like maybe potentially a closed loop card is fine for you. Like maybe it's a store that you shop at literally all the time. So, you know, it's fine. Like it's a way for you to build credit. You're willing to accept that limitation of it. But it's something that you should definitely think about and like make sure that you understand before you accept whatever offer you get. Like, is it open loop or is it closed loop? And does having a closed loop card at the store, if that's what they offer you, even make sense for me? We should add the the closed loop cards. While they certainly often report to the credit bureaus, they're a little less clear about how often. So you should also keep that in mine too. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that leads to another point about retail credit cards, which is that a lot of the time they can be really tempting for consumers to 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 consider because frequently they're considered easier to qualify for than other types of credit cards. Yeah, the general idea here is that they're easier to qualify for because as we said before, The whole idea of this is that they're trying to incentivize your spending at that particular store. So they are uh, they are incentivized to approve more people. But with approving more people, it means that the cards are structured in particular ways that you have to pay attention to. Yes. So beyond the closed loop, open loop thing, another thing to watch out for with retail cards is APR which is annual percentage rate. Yes, so the APRs are are interest rates on these cards. They tend to be higher than on other cards. Um, That's in terms of both like the top end of the ranges, but also just the overall ranges. They can often be in the 
high 20s, which is considered very high for an APR. The issue here is that if you don't pay on time, you could have a very high interest payment. And on top of that, because you're trying to use these cards to to get some kind of perks or points at a particular retailer, it could offset that that gain also. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I, I think like just for reference, uh, Fred, which is the Federal Reserve Economic Data Database. Oh, I thought you were talking about one of your friends. <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not even joking. I thought you were going to start talking about a guy named Fred. I actually don't know anyone named Fred. Listeners, if you're out there, your name's Fred and you need a friend, feel free to email me because I would love to have a friend named Fred. Um uh, No, so Fred, the Federal Reserve Economic Database, they have the average interest rate on on credit cards. And right in May of 2021, which is like the latest one that they have, it was at 16.3%. So having an APR in the 20s or even the high 20s is, you know, like that, that's pretty steep. And just for reference, just in case you're like super new to, to the world of credit, interest rate or APR is another way that we say it. That is basically the fee that you pay the credit issuer for letting you borrow money right now. You know, and and there's ways to potentially get around having to pay interest. So for example, most credit cards have something called a grace period, which is that if you pay the credit card balance within a certain amount of time, like before, a lot of times before the statement is due, you don't owe any interest on the amount that you put on the credit card. But I think interest payments are definitely something that you should be super aware of, especially if you intend on carrying a balance. So with all of that said about APRs and closed rate, or sorry, closed loop uh, credit cards, I think the the next thing to think about too with retail cards is that they all work in different ways, right? Because a lot of times they're like structured as like rewards cards or like discount cards. But when it comes to ones that are structured like rewards cards. So like you're getting points or you're getting cash back or something. Sometimes the redemption options for retail cards in particular can be like a little bit weird compared to other regular rewards cards. Like for example, uh, one of the cards that is, is, is pretty popular is the Costco rewards card. And it's, it's, I honestly, personally think it's it's a pretty good card like you get pretty good cash back but the thing that's weird to me about the Costco card is that you can only get that cash back the way that you get it is you get it as a check once a year you have to go to your local Costco I think it's in February they just like cut you a check for all the cash back that you got that year so you know like that that's definitely that can be like a little restrictive a lot of rewards cards let you redeem periodically throughout the year, like once you've achieved a certain minimum cash back number. So, you know, that's, it's, you know, it's a thing. <laughs> and we should say, like, if you're okay with that, we, we don't want to say that you shouldn't do it, but you just have to understand like what you're getting into. You have to understand how you're going to earn your points, how you're going to get your discounts. Mm-hmm. And the overall approach that we try to take with retail cards is explaining all of the mechanics of them very clearly, because they tend to be more confusing than 
other cards. And if you don't understand how those mechanics work, they might not be as rewarding as other cards are. Yeah, for sure. And I I think one of the main takeaways too for retail cards is just like getting a travel credit card or like a cashback card. It only makes sense to get a card at a place where you're kind of like pretty regularly spending money, right? Yeah, I I think uh, we can talk here about how you actually earn your, you know, points or, or discounts. So as Gabby said, there are retail cards that are structured in all kinds of ways. There are some like the Target Red card where you get a percentage off every time you shop there. On the Target card, you get a 5% discount at checkout every single time, which is a good benefit because it's clear, it's automatic at checkout, it's one of the more straightforward cards. And on top of that, if you're at a place like Target, they sell lots of things. So when you get your laundry detergent or your toilet paper or... Clothes, batteries, electronic games, food. If you're at a super target, like there's, they they do, they sell a a little bit of everything. Yeah. So like you can be pretty sure that you're going to be able to shop there for what you need. And on top of that, like it's a clear discount at a mall store, like a, uh, like a, a clothing store or something like that. The cards typically work where you get a certain amount of points for every purchase and then your points add up on your account and then you might be able to redeem those points anytime. You might be able to only redeem them when you hit a certain threshold, like um, $20 worth of, you know, points. There are also some cases where when you hit a certain threshold, they will automatically issue you a reward that you then have to use within a certain time frame. So it essentially means that if, say, I shopped somewhere and I bought $100 worth of items and I got $20 worth of rewards for it and they issued me something that I had to use within two months, even if I didn't want to or I didn't plan to to get that benefit i would have to go back to the store and i would have to shop within a couple months which might not be awful like maybe it's the new season and there's a shirt that you really like or something like that and you have this really cool benefit i'm sorry just the way that you said that like you (laughs) hey i i like to shop i can't say i don't eric is actually a very sharp dresser um and I say that partially because we dress alike a lot. <laughs> we dress very similarly. We actually had a we had a Halloween where we wore the same outfit. Yeah, we went we went to work dressed as each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, which, which was really easy because we just dressed like ourselves. <laughs> um, um, but so so like if if it's a store that you shop at reasonably often that could be okay but this is also how the ikea card works and 
most people see Ikea as a thing that they go to maybe like once a year or something like that. There probably aren't a lot of people that are going to shop at Ikea once a month. So if you get that benefit, like you might end up using it, but it, it might only incentivize you to shop more often than you would otherwise. And while you get a certain benefit in the long run, you're actually spending more money than you would with, without the card. Definitely. I had a boyfriend that used to take me on dates to Ikea. Um, had being that's the just called keyword. Being married. That's, that's just called being married. <laughs> I go on dates to Ikea, but it's like I have to get a new toilet brush or something. Yeah, no, I actually, I really like, they, they have really good um, pastry there. I always, whenever I go, I, I get my, like, my princess cake. That's what it's called. It's not me being, like, weird and precious about my, my pastry. It's a princess cake and, like, a big mug of black tea. And I, that fortifies me for my for my journey into the depths of Ikea. Um, <laughs> I used to have the uh, meatballs there pretty often. Yeah, yeah. Ever since I went vegetarian, I'm the California's turning me, man. Um, ever since I went vegetarian, the meatballs are not... There's something about, like, the smell has changed to me or something, and I'm like, they're, I can't. They have, like, a vague metallic taste to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which isn't, like... <laughs> A great thing in your meats i've found <laughs> it's also i think the last time i was there i think that the meatballs were like it was either 4.99 or 6.99 for like a plate of meatballs mashed potatoes and like a green and i was like how it's a bargain it is a bargain it is it's, it's a good like deal the, the the costco hot dog have have you heard they have recommended raising the price of the costco hot dog before and the CEO said, like, we cannot raise the price of the hot dog under any circumstances. <laughs> it's like that in Costco rotisserie chickens. They're so cheap. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, retail credit cards. Uh, right. So I, I think the other the other kind of retail credit card that a lot of people might be familiar with are gas credit cards, which potentially makes sense i don't know it depends on how much you drive and like what gas stations are around you and all of that like people with a regular commute like maybe a regular driving commute that might make more sense yeah there are uh interesting things about the gas cards too are they're often structured um in terms of they give you an amount of fence off of each gallon which means that the percentage like discount that you actually get is determined by the price of gas which as we all know can often change so the benefit of a card like that is a little harder to predict than with other types yeah and that's actually that's actually true of a lot of retail cards is that it can be kind of hard to understand how much value the points are for a retail card when it's just a flat percent off whatever your purchase is like that's that's a lot easier to wrap your head around but for anything where you're accruing points it can be it can be a lot harder to understand like how much is this card actually worth to me in terms of rewards exactly and i think the the question that you want to ask yourself is are you going to shop here enough to actually 
make it worth it but also is this a retailer that you actually like have to have a card at like is this uh yeah no that's i think that's actually a totally fair observation because i think the other thing is is that there are other rewards cards out there where you could get like cash back on every purchase like one percent cash back on every purchase um you know or like travel points or there's like other ways to get rewarded for shopping than necessarily getting a retail credit card that really only rewards you for shopping at one place exactly and like you might actually find that even if you get say one percent back on a cash back card and if you were to get one of these retail cards you would get two percent back at that store you might decide that it's actually easier for you to get a lower rate just because you don't have to track all all of these you know retail systems and when you have to use something and so on yeah that's true there's definitely some people who are like really into like gaming the credit card system and like they have just dozens of credit cards and they like can keep track of all that stuff but if you're not into that then that's fine i'm definitely not into that um i'm not either yeah and so i think with retail cards basically what it boils down to is are you going to shop there often enough for it to be worth it? Is the APR something that's going to be a problem for you? Like if you're someone who's going to carry a balance a lot, maybe consider whether or not a retail card makes a lot of sense for you because, you know, you're going to end up paying a lot in interest potentially, you know, but then the other side of that too, like we said, is that retail cards tend to be like a little bit easier to qualify for. So if you're trying to build your credit, it could potentially be a good option as long as you're being really careful about making sure that you pay that off right away and that you that you you try not to carry a balance because that can also hurt your credit it like it gets very murky very quickly when you're talking about credit cards Mm -hmm. i think like a general point of approach is it's okay to have these cards that there are lots of positives but um it's the kind of card that you need to be really attentive to how they work so it's not a card to get and then put just aside it's a card that's usually going to require like a pretty good amount of active management in some way yeah that totally makes sense i actually think that that's a great summary of retail credit cards i have nothing more i want to say about them do you have anything you would like to say about them um i would just reiterate as we said at the top of the show if they're offered to you by someone at checkout be nice to them (laughs) they probably have to tell you they have to try to sell it to you yeah yeah that is Um, 100 percent true there 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 are actually a couple other things we should touch on okay we didn't yeah hit me uh so these these cards they usually don't have a lot of perks but certain stores might like they might give you an anniversary bonus. They might give you early access to a sale that you're excited about. This this was actually um, a point of drama on the Nordstrom card recently because I think they took away the ability. They they either took away the ability to get early access to the anniversary sale or they made it like a tiered system based on how much you spend. So there could be an exciting perk like that. Um, They might often get you like a discount when you open them at checkout. 
that can be helpful, but it might not be like super great. Um, just uh, they 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 kind of all work in their own special ways. I it's it's interesting because these aren't cards that we talk about super often in our articles, but when we do reviews of them, they take much much longer to edit than other articles because they're so complicated. Yeah. Yeah. I don't miss the days of me editing credit card articles. I miss getting to hang out with Eric all the time, but I don't miss I don't miss the retail cards. <laughs> Purely from a lazy worker perspective. <laughs> We're hanging out right now, Gabby. <laughs> and this is as much as Eric ever wants to hang out with me. <laughs> In hour-long increments over you the moved. internet. You moved. What do, I, what do you want me to do? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, well, I, I think that, that that is probably about it when it comes to retail credit cards. I think it can all be boiled down to know what you're getting into, both from like the closed open loop, uh, points, redemptions, APR, annual fees, and then also figure out whether or not it makes sense for your lifestyle. I think that's what it I, that's what it boils down to. Yes, I would say figure out if it makes sense and also figure out if it's actually going to be easier for you or more helpful for you than just a cashback card. For sure. And with that, we will just remind you one more time, be kind. Bye everybody. Bye. <laughs> Before you all leave, I just wanted to remind you that the views expressed here are those of Credit Karma's editorial team or their guests. They do not represent the views of Credit Karma. Since the opinions and information on our show don't consider your personal situation, always do your own research before making financial decisions. The information on the show is accurate to the best of our knowledge when it's recorded. Have a great day, everyone. Mm-hmm.